You are listening to Episode 3, Beyond the Law of Attraction, The 12 Universal Laws. Don't just go through life, grow through it. Hi, and welcome to the Grow Through It podcast with Fee Dang. My name is Fee, and I am a clarity and confidence life coach known as the Positivity Queen. My passion is to help you go from stuck and self-critical to courageous and empowered so you can conquer anything. Join me every Tuesday as I discuss all things mindset, self-love, energy, and purpose. This podcast won't just inspire and motivate you. It will also provide practical tips and strategies you can implement in your daily life. Ready to grow? Let's grow. Hi, beautiful soul. It's so great to connect with you again. I'm sure most of you listening have heard of the law of attraction. Distilled simply, the law of attraction is that like attracts like. It is often brought up in relation to thoughts. Positive thoughts attract positive outcomes. Negative thoughts attract negative outcomes. Whilst the law of attraction is well known due to its popularity in the media, through books and documentaries such as The Secret, this episode we will go beyond the law of attraction and cover all 12 of the laws of the universe. Yes, there are 12 laws of the universe. The law of attraction coexists and works with these 11 other laws. So, what are the universal laws? You can think of them as the law of nature, how life is set up in a way. They are a roadmap on how to live your best life. The laws work in our favour. We work with them. They are not here as punishments. They're not here to stop us from living our best life. We co-create with them. You co-create with the universe, your reality. Note, it can be said that the universe is interchangeable with terms such as the source, creation, God, divinity, and so forth. The lips of wisdom are closed except the ears of understanding, the Kybelion. This is a quote from the ancient text, the Kybelion, where the origins of the 12 universal laws stem from amongst other ancient teachings across time. For the most part of the laws, the basic principle revolves around energy because everything in the universe is energy. To many, it sounds like woo, vibrations, frequency. However, I promise you, I will explain everything in clear and practical terms so you can truly understand the 12 universal laws. As you gain a fuller understanding of the laws, you will see how they are all related, they all overlap, and they govern the world that we live in. Another perspective you can have on the universal laws is that we can call it a game of life as you will. You can even call it the matrix, just like the movie. You can think of it as that we are living in the matrix, And just like the Matrix, there are rules in how you play the game. Your purpose in this game is to be your best self, to grow and evolve. So let's dive into the 12 Universal Laws. Rule number one, the law of divine oneness. The first and most foundational law of the universe is that of the law of divine oneness, which highlights how everything is interconnected. For us humans, it goes beyond our perception of physicality, what we can see and what we can touch. It goes into our senses and extends to every thought, action, belief you have too. Think of it as a ripple effect. This is further extended in the notion that we all come from one source origin, 
which I alluded to earlier at the beginning of this podcast by saying the universe. It's an interchangeable term. It can also be known as the source, divinity, consciousness, God, and so forth. As a result, the law of divine oneness can be distilled as what you wish upon others, you wish upon yourself. When you hurt someone, you are hurting yourself. You know when you go to a yoga class and they always say namaste? Namaste encapsulates this concept. Originally a Sanskrit word, the ancient language in Hinduism, namaste is composed of two parts. Namas, which means bend to, bow to, honor to, and te, which means to you. So namaste means I bow to you. This phrase when said is often accompanied by the gesture of joining two palms together, placing them at the heart level, and bowing one's head down whilst saying namaste. The spiritual meaning of namaste conveys that the divine in me respectfully recognizes the divine in you. Namaste invokes the feeling of spiritual oneness of heart, mind, soul, the person one is greeting. So in practical terms, how does the law of divine oneness apply to your daily life? It really speaks to the power of working together in cooperation with others, to be of help, to be of service to others. I have an analogy to showcase this for you. When you have a single brick, what can you do with it? Not much, right? Perhaps as a doorstop or a very heavy paperweight? However, if you have over a million bricks, you have so many possibilities. These bricks can be used to build a house, a hospital, a school, a business, a fireplace, driveways, a chimney, and so forth. In order to do this, for this to happen, all the bricks have to work together to create something incredible, something a single brick could never do on its own. Each individual brick is useful and important in itself, but it becomes even more important and useful together with all the other bricks. Individual bricks become the support for each other brick. So in your life, are you working alone and for your own interest? Can you help others to become greater than you are alone? Are you truly unlocking your full potential alone? Imagine you could share your skills and knowledge with others. What incredible things would happen, not only for yourself, but everyone around you and connected with you. Number two, the law of vibration. Vibrations used to be one of those things that was regulated to new age thinking, hippies, woo, along with healing crystals and so forth. Today, quantum physics science backs the fact that vibrations exist. In fact, they exist everywhere and in everything. In the chair you may be sitting on, on the ground you are running on, in your forks, in your plates. Everything in the universe is energy and in turn everything has a vibration. Even Einstein himself said this, Everything is energy and that's all there is to it. Match the frequency of the reality you want and you cannot help but get that reality. It can be no other way. This is not philosophy. This is physics. What Einstein says has heavy weight. After all, he is a physicist that developed the theory of relativity, one of the two pillars of modern physics. How this applies to your daily life is realizing every thought, feeling, emotion has a vibrational frequency. Have you heard of these sayings? They embody the law of vibration. Sayings such as, your vibe attracts your tribe, good vibes, vibrate at the highest frequency. Speaking of frequency, a real life example of this is your emotions. Emotions are energy in motion. 
Each emotion has a different frequency. For example, love is a high frequency, whereas shame is a low frequency. So how do you raise your vibrations? How do you raise your frequency? There are various ways to do this in your life, including being conscious of your thoughts, meditating, practicing kindness and gratitude, swimming in the ocean, only saying yes when you really want to do something, dancing, decluttering, earthing, which is where when you walk on the grass barefoot. If you want to know more about earthing, you can check out my latest blog on my website, feedang.com, where I discuss this in an article about seven unexpected life-changing things that I learned on a silent retreat in Bali. I'll drop a link in the show notes. Number three, the law of correspondence. The law of correspondence is all about patterns that repeat throughout the universe. And on a personal level, our reality is a mirror of what's happening inside us at this very moment. Therefore, everything is a reflection of your internal state. If you want to change what is happening in your external reality, you have to change the inside first. That's why people say to change from the inside out or think of it as in these terms, as above, so below, as within, so without. So if your current external reality is sad, chaotic or unfulfilling, it is a direct result of what is happening inside you according to the law of correspondence. If you have low self-esteem, feel badly about yourself, feel hate, anger, loathing all the time, your outer world will likely be a place of chaos just to show you what you are projecting. Now, if you're feeling currently attacked or offended, it's okay. Let me explain this through the concept of law and effect, which is regularly used in coaching in the field of neuro-linguistic programming, which is a tool that I use with my clients. NLP uses perceptual, behavioral, and communication techniques to make it easier for people to change their thoughts and actions. The concept of cause and effect is this. I ask you, are you on the cause side of the equation or are you on the effect side of the equation? If you are on the cause side, then you know that everything is happening in your life because of a conscious or subconscious decisions that you have made. It is a view of personal power. Whereas if you're on the effect side, life is happening to you. You are the victim, you have no control. So how does this apply in your everyday life, you ask me? Well, if you're on the core side, that means that you're taking responsibility for your life. And guess what? You have power. You can change your life, whereas those on the effect side can't because everything externally is happening to them. They have no control. Therefore, they have no ability to change their life. See the difference? If you're interested in learning more about cause and effect, I have a free mini training highlight on my Instagram at The Dang. I'll drop my handle in the show notes if we haven't already connected. So check it out there. Therefore, the law of correspondence puts you in the driver's seat of your life. You are not the victim of your life. You are not a passenger. Remember, life is happening for you, not to you. How can you grow through your experiences? What do they teach you? One of my favorite quotes is from Wayne Dwyer. He says, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Number four, the law of attraction. One of the most known and talked about laws of the universe as I mentioned at the beginning of this episode. Simply distilled, 
The law of attraction explains why certain things, people, events happen in our lives. Like attracts like. There is a common misconception that this is a really scary, bad thing where you're punished for having bad thoughts. Think of it more as a mirror. Let me bring this example into real life. I want you to stand in front of a mirror and I want you to think about what you see, what you think, and what you feel when you see yourself in the mirror. Whatever it is, the nature of a mirror is to reflect it straight back at you. This is just like what we see with the law of attraction. Think of the mirror as an amplifier of the energy that you are already embodying and projecting. When you look back at your reflection, you are taking in more of the same energy, whether this is positive or negative or whatever it may be. If you see flaws, you'll continue to focus and fixate on them, which makes it worse. Or you can choose to use that focus and energy into improving yourself, as an example. How the law of attraction plays out in your real life is to be aware and conscious of the thoughts you are having. Your thoughts have an energy and they are self-fulfilling. Further to that, the law of attraction is the main tenet in manifestation. Manifestation is bringing something tangible into your life through attraction and belief. If you think about it, it will come. However, there's more to manifestation than willpower and positive thinking. It involves focus and inspired action too. If you ever want to learn more about manifestation, I have a free guide available worth $77 called The A to Z of Manifestation. It's yours free. Just jump onto my website, feedang.com and sign up for my weekly newsletter. When you sign up, you'll immediately receive a download link for the A to Z of manifestation. It teaches you basic concepts of manifestation and what you need to know to get started or to further advance what you're currently doing when it comes to manifesting. I find I always get spammed with irrelevant and annoying e-newsletters, so I promise you I'm not going to do the same to you. It will be exclusive offers as well as tips and tricks on mindset, self-love, energy and purpose not available in this podcast, on my website or in my Instagram, exclusive to my newsletter. Number five, the law of inspired action. The law of attraction was all about aligning your energy, your vibration, your frequency created from your thoughts. This is the first step in creating all that you desire, manifesting. The second step is the law of inspired action, to take action. Nothing changes if nothing changes. You can't sit back and want and wish for something to happen or to come to you. You have to take inspired action for it to happen. The old saying, actions speak louder than words, has never been truer. Are your actions supporting your desires? Are your actions supporting your dreams and supporting the life that you are working for so tirelessly to create for yourself? Reflect and assess. For example, if you are single and wanting to be in a relationship to find a partner, are you going out and meeting people? Are you going on dates? Or are you just sitting at home watching Netflix and eating ice cream thinking that your perfect partner will just waltz through the door? The subtle secret here when it comes to the law of inspired action is the word inspired. It can't feel forced like a hustle. It has to feel good. It has to flow. It might not be easy, but it will be in flow because you're driven. You are driven by your purpose, your why. Where most of us fall down or make mistakes is not taking any action at all. Action is better than no action. When you take action, you get a result. 
and it works out either the way you want it to or you learn. A win-win in my eyes. Many of us know what we want and can figure out how to get it at most times, but we fail to take action because we are either skeptical, feel unworthy, feel that we are not enough, or we feel that we are not capable of achieving our dreams. At times, we may not even take action because we don't want to get out of our comfort zone. Remember, you don't really grow from the comfort zone. For example, you could lie in bed all day, relax, watch TV every day for the rest of your life, or you can choose to get up, to go to the gym, to work on yourself. It's much easier to stay in bed, but nothing really comes of that. Remember, even a small action counts as action. It doesn't have to be a grand action. In fact, it's better to have consistent, inspired action towards your goals and dreams as opposed to taking big action once in every while. Consistency moves you closer to the needle. Number six, the law of perpetual transmutation of energy. This law is a mouthful, but such a great one as it truly affirms how much personal power you have. As I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, all the universal laws relate to each other and overlap in ways. The law of perpetual transmutation of energy ties in threads from the previous universal laws we spoke about. The law of vibration, the law of correspondence, the law of attraction, particularly the law of vibration. Nothing is static and everything is always transforming because everything is in constant motion and energy. You are energy, therefore you have the power to change any condition in your life. Therefore, you can transmutate everything, negative to positive energy, nothing to something, hence the law of perpetual transmutation of energy. Change is the only constant in life. Applying this to your life, producing a higher vibration consumes and transforms lower ones, positive energy is more powerful than negative energy. So you don't have to worry about other people's energies. Stay focused and in your energy. Further to this, there are examples of the transmutation of energetic thoughts into physical reality. For example, your reality is circumstances. They are neutral. Your thoughts create emotions which you feel in your head and you feel throughout your body. How you feel dictates what action or inaction you will do. This then leads to a result. Another example of the transmutation of energy is your emotions. For example, anxious energy can be turned into excitement. Anger can be turned into passion. Sexual energy can become creativity. Number seven, the law of cause and effect. Note, that the law of cause and effect is different to cause and effect which I mentioned earlier when explaining the law of correspondence. This is the universal law of cause and effect, not the NLP concept, although they do interplay and have the same foundations. You can think of the law of cause and effect as the principles of karma. What you put out, you will get back. How this comes to play in your life is to ask yourself the intentions of your actions. Are you truly doing something out of love? Are you truly doing something for nothing in return because you want to give, you want to help? Are you truly being genuine? If you are motivated by hate and greed, you plant the seed of suffering. When you are motivated by love and generosity, then you create abundance and happiness. I want to take this analogy further into reality to clearly explain this concept to you. If you plant an apple seed, that seed will become a tree that has apples. 
Even if you really want coconuts, nothing you can do will make the apple tree grow coconuts. The only way to grow coconuts is to plant a coconut seed. Number eight, the law of compensation. Simply said, you reap what you sow. Trust that you will be compensated for what you do as long as you are open to receiving in the many ways the universe can deliver. For example, when I work with clients and they would like to manifest money, whilst it can happen more often than not, it's not just a lump sum that appears in your bank account. Perhaps it will come in the form of a discount of something you are going to buy, or maybe it will come through a reimbursement or a bonus that you weren't expecting. And whilst money comes to mind, this concept, the law of compensation, isn't just about money. If you spread more love, more love will be returned to you. If you spread happiness, happiness will be returned to you. If you spread hate, hate will be returned to you. If you spread more wealth, more wealth will be returned to you. Be encouraged that with every act, thought and emotion, you are perpetuating the law of compensation. Number nine, the law of relativity. Simply distilled, everything is a matter of perception. Inherently, a fundamental principle to understanding this and a core aspect of my coaching is that there's nothing good or bad. Everything is circumstances and neutral. As humans, we create meanings. We are meaning makers. We label things as good or bad and this extends into things like small or big and so forth. For example, if you are feeling ungrateful for your living situation, it could be because you are comparing to someone else's life. Maybe you don't like where you live, or maybe you don't like the relationship you're in. Maybe you think that someone else has a better relationship. Maybe someone else has so much more money than you. Instead, we'd be better off appreciating what we have without needing to compare it to something else. And just remember in your everyday life, you are creating the meaning of everything. You choose whether it's positive or negative. Number 10, the law of polarity. Everything in life has an opposite. There is duality in everything. Light and dark, hot and cold, happy and sad, the north and the south pole, and on a battery we've got the positive and negative terminals, feminine and masculine. Newton's third law of motion sums it up quite nicely. For every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. It means that energetic forces come in pairs. How this plays out in your everyday life, well, the polarities give us perspective. They help us appreciate what we have. You can't have happiness without sadness. If you were happy all the time, you wouldn't know how special it is to be happy. Or if you had summer all year round, you would take for granted summer and miss winter. You can also use the law of polarity to draw other energies to you, like a magnet. I'll share a practical example with you. If you're stuck in the negative state of mind, ask yourself, what am I learning from this negative situation and what might be the positives of this situation I can take? For example, a difficult situation you may have is that I made a mistake and I don't think I can bounce back from this. The positive polarity would be, I made a mistake and this is how I learn. Next time this happens, I will know what to do. From that positive polarity, you are more likely to feel inner peace and acceptance. 
which in turn compels you to continue taking action to improve instead of staying in a negative polarity. In the negative polarity, you feel sad, disappointed in yourself. So the action you take is you keep beating yourself up over and over about it and you take no action at all. The law of polarity ties in closely with the law of inspired action, which I just spoke about earlier. Number 11, the law of rhythm. The law of rhythm is how nothing ever stays the same. The universe is continually flowing. Think of it like a pendulum that swings from left to right, always, continually, perpetually. Rhythm, cycles, they are part of the natural universe. Look at the ocean tides, weather seasons, moon phases, mating and migration patterns of animals. For women, specifically, you can think about your time of the month, your menstrual cycle. As a whole, think of it like a year in your life. It won't be 365 days of summer and it won't be 365 days of winter. Summer is when we're active, we're out there doing things, whereas winter gives us a chance to have a break, to rest, to recuperate. The practicality of this is that your life, you can practice patience to go with the flow of your internal seasons. Number 12, the law of gender. We see this unfold as masculine and feminine energies, the masculine as yang and the feminine as ying. Often people think of gender as opposing forces, but truly they are complementary. We all have masculine and feminine energies within us. Masculine energy is all about taking action, fixing things, direction, purpose, logic, independence, and freedom. Feminine is a counterbalance. It's all about flow, creativity, inspiration, feeling, intuition, and connection. Distilled down, life is like a dance of patience, feminine energy, and persistence, masculine energy. Where I see it regularly come to life, the law of gender, and play out with clients is through relationships. Humans need polarity for attraction. Think of it like a magnet. Intimate connection and sexual attraction will thrive in a relationship where there is a distinct polarity between the energies of the people involved. The more opposed the individual energies are, the stronger the attraction in the relationship. Most conflicts arise in relationships that I see with clients is when both partners demonstrate dominant masculine energies in a relationship. This creates a constant power struggle between two partners. I see this in women who are very career-orientated and successful. Their masculine energy helps them to succeed through hustling and controlling in their workforce. But when it comes to their personal life, masculine energy men can find them controlling or competitive, whereas feminine energy men let them do their own thing and they are comfortable with their partner leading and being, you know, the breadwinner as a general concept. Stagnant relationships occur where it can be two feminine dominant energies. That's where neither will take charge or make decisions. It makes it feel like a relationship gets stale, boring, lifeless, and it's lacking fun, adventure, and excitement. So just remember, there are masculine energy women out there, feminine energy men. As humans, we have masculine and feminine energies within us. One may be more dominant than the other. As you can see, 
There are 12 universal laws to be mindful of. Understanding the universal laws that govern life give us clarity and perspective on our lives. How you conceptualize it and integrate it into your life is unique. Everyone is different. Thank you for listening to the Grow Through It podcast with Fee Dang. I hope you learned something new and I'll speak to you next week. Catch you soon. Are you wanting to find out more about one-to-one coaching or working with me? Maybe perhaps you want to know more about me. I'd love to connect with you. You can visit my website, feedang.com, or connect with me on Instagram at the feedang. Speak to you soon.